Welcome to the 81st episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric 50 Schwartz of Grey and Franklin <laughs> Taylor Swift. Woo! Fellas, what's going on in the news? You ready to, to discuss? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots, Just, of, lots of good stuff on the agenda today, it looks we have like. A, we have a packed document full of juicy, juicy news tidbits. And it's the scoop. And Franklin, you you prepared all these notes yourself, and so you just want you want to take it from the top. You, you got this. I opened this baby five minutes ago. I, <laughs> <laughs> I produced this stuff, so I had a little input. All the reporters did. News. Yeah, Franklin did jump in at the last minute and help me uh, finalize a few things. I was just focusing on my health. Yeah, well, you know, it's important to take a take a U day every once in a while. Um, I took a U week last week. Oh, good. P- potential COVID scare. Oh well, I wasn't going to throw it out there, but now that you I did, will say, test came back. Negative. Oh, good. Is well, that, 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 that a first? Not detected. Not detected. Wow. So, um, everybody knows those tests too. There's, there's no error there. It's it, whatever the test says. <laughs> that's what. It, that's what it is. I did it at the Lewis County Mall. <laughs> oh, that's good. You actually went in for those. Uh, news, news, news. Oh, you're trying to so pull much us. News. Trying to pull us back to news. Oh, news get a lot of, <laughs> still, a, oh, we'll get to our Mageddon of the week. <laughs> There's still a lot of flood follow-up stuff going on. Uh, the first one, community rushes to aid of flooded animal rescue in South Thurston County. Alternate headline. Oh, there's a dog in the water. I know. I that the picture's so rough. It's a great day, and it's up to about its shoulders. I don't know. If you look in the background, there's another dog thinking about it, but uh, probably not going to. It was like 69 animals were saved here, Aaron. Well, it's nice. They saved them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the Miss Pitts rescue off Highway 12 between Rochester and Oakville. Started as a pit bull saving operation. Now has over 80 animal residents living on a 13-acre farm. Last Thursday, owner and founder Melissa Nolan realized her farm was about to flood, and there was no ark in sight. Little reference there. Yeah, yeah, Isabel uh, put that in her lead. Actually, are you trying mm-hmm. to claim that as your own? I no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the story. And so, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thank you, Franklin. Aaron's godless. He didn't even know what she was talking about. Ark. <laughs> Who's Noah? Uh-oh. Why would she need a giant circle, half circle? <laughs> uh, so, from the story, a nearby friend took in about thirty birds, including roosters, peacocks, and pigeons. Oakfield's Just Care Rescue housed goats and sheep. Hartwood Haven, a sanctuary in Gig Harbor, helped evacuate animals throughout the day and came back Friday morning to load up three more big pigs. Uh, we'll talk more about pigs later in this episode. <laughs> and a Rochester woman volunteered to hold the horses. It kind of makes you realize how many like animal sanctuaries we have around here. Yeah. No, people I think these stories taking are cool. animals. I think they, it's cool to see how many people are, like you said, willing to take them in. You know, feed them, take care of them. I think that's awesome. We yeah. fe- featured this rescue. I think Karina Stanton was the writer on it, uh, maybe last year. And I always thought that it was just pit bulls there, but apparently that's kind of how it started. Now it's just any and all kinds of animals that, mm-hmm. that can stay there. So, uh, Franklin, if you were to start an animal rescue, what animal would you rescue? Super expensive luxury chickens, obviously. Oh, that's right. We've <laughs> that's been <right>. over this. <laughs> that's Brassy, French brassies. <laughs> or yep. donkeys. Uh, well, you've always been something of an ass man. I, I feel like you choose something Thank that you. really doesn't need saving. Like you have like a seagull rescue or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, my friends. <laughs> Frank the Stinks Pigeon Preserve. <laughs> I love that. I actually like that. This lady actually did. They actually saved pigeons in the story, though. Frankie, yeah. Frankie's yeah. flock. Like crows. Do crows need saving? Like exactly. He said something that doesn't need saving. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Next headline. Centre comes out largely unscathed following fourth highest flood event for Skookumchuck River. Preliminary assessment shows Rosane with a banger of a lead. Call it a late Christmas miracle. Um, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I thought about changing it, but you know what? Sometimes you just let those Rosane leads roll. It's, it'll never touch his... Uh, it's it's a giving season, but not for the liquor and cannabis board. <laughs> that was good too. Uh, so preliminary assessment of last week's flood conducted by city central staff shows only three homes were inundated with water and most of them sustained only minimal damage. Many just wet carpets and water six inches or less. The major blind spot for the city was China Creek, which jumped up and flooded downtown a little bit. Uh, how is China Creek a blind spot? It's right there. We all see it. It's a blind spot in that you don't get to go look at a river graph and know when it's going to rise. Uh, like gotcha. You can go look at it like we can, just walk out the back door, and that thing goes up and down really fast. But yeah. um, So the city was, I think, making initial um, moves towards potentially getting a gauge to, to where you could watch online because it would be helpful for people you know yeah especially if you live right on the creek those online flood gauges are very cool i'm i'm glad we have them yes as i'm sure you are too uh, yes i'm quite quite glad uh public works boss kim ashmore said he plans on reaching out to the shahilis basin flood authority to see if the city can get some river gauges set up at little hannaford road and centralia college so we might uh we might have something like that one of these days yeah i think those would be two good locations for it as well we could um, install our own gauge here yeah. officially um, Ashmore also wow. encouraged people to stop driving through deep standing water, which is the type of thing you'd normally expect to hear at like a maybe Springfield town hall meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I shouldn't have to tell you this, but you know, don't, don't drive through that standing water, please. Uh, we'll get to more on <laughs> more reasons why <laughs> additional deterrence. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know I probably said this last week, but nothing amazed me more when I was walking around in China Creek to getting videos of the flood when it was at its peak. And it'd be up to like my belly button. I had waders on. Um, mm. And I'd just see a, a tiny little Honda Civic roll up, stop on the edge. And I'm just thinking, don't do it. Don't do it. And you just hear the engine gun and they go right in. Oh, yeah. They made it, though. It looked like a, yeah, just like a submarine. <laughs> uh, and this was, I think, the same city council meeting where they hired Julie Jacobo to join the police force. That's correct. I believe she was with maybe the sheriff's department before that. Yep. I've been pulled over by her before. All right. Um, and she was a stud basketball player at Winlock about, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Did you cover her? Yeah, I think she was like a junior, senior right when I started. So it would have been like class of 09, 2010, somewhere in there. But yeah, good ball player. I mean, we have extremely anecdotal evidence on this, but the last two officers they've hired have been natives of uh, Lewis County. I, I like seeing that for one, you know, somebody um, that's familiar with the people and the area. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Uh, Dieter Votberg being one, mm-hmm. and who's the other one you're this thinking one. of? Okay. Yeah. Uh, they hired, uh, I believe, Isaac Engel and Adna Kid not too long ago, too, who was a football player. That's nice. Yeah. I The city Central wants to put together a uh, some kind of you know softball team. They're going to be set. I know you have uh, your strong feelings on the police, but um, I, I think that if they're from the area, they're going to have more of that service mindset than be here for a paycheck, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love to see local kids hired as cops. It's it's a good thing. It's just nice to see us. Did you will hear that, Frank? It's just nice to he see. He said it's, something nice It's about nice to cops. hear him see that. You don't, you don't hear that. He's grown so much, you, you know, know, through 81 episodes. <laughs> My New Year's resolution was just be a little nicer on this podcast. Um, Are we changing, Aaron? I think so. I heard him say he enjoyed Frank. Can enjoyed you bring your Christmas. mic closer to your face? Oh. Is this better? That is. Wow. I think oh, uh, it is a lot. Can better. you hear me well? Yes. Yes. Oh, there we go. Get up. Get all right up in that thing's face. 
any chance uh, this time next year with all the growth you're seeing that we might see a picture of you taking the oath for the Centralia Police Department? I think I've I think I've aged out of like Boat Boy age. joins Police Department. <laughs> It would be if they have a Skookumshuk River division uh, on like a boat, a China Creek. Uh, Stay just out of my river. I could see Aaron being a cop, river cop. Yeah, coast river. like a coasty, like a, <laughs> a coasty, but for the river. It can be a derogatory term depending on how you use it. Um, yeah, and so anyway, I don't want to get talking, trouble with those coasties. Done talking about nice things for now. Flash damic update. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis County sex oh. offender released last month back in jail on accusations of indecent exposure. Uh, this is Sean Morgan, 34, facing a count of indecent exposure with sexual motivation for allegedly... Look, he walked into a store and rubbed his private parts on an unwilling person. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that. We disavow. It's one of those things, like you said, you shouldn't have to say it. Yeah. But as don't soon, do it. <laughs> as soon as I, I heard the what, like read what the crime was, asked Emily, like this couldn't possibly be the guy we just wrote a sex offender notification for less than a month ago, could it? And it was for the exact same thing he got put into jail for. And the story will tell you, while he was in prison, that didn't stop him from doing it either. He was also uh, doing it while in prison. So this nah, this gives a lot of uh, ammo to the don't let him out crowd. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. McNeil Islands where this guy should be. Yeah, it. Uh it kind of seems like it. Um, but yeah, this is the rash of crime no one wants to talk about. Catalytic converter thefts and wiener wagons. <laughs> Come on. Uh, one day, the stars will align and a pantsless man will steal a catalytic converter at knife point and we will have reached peaks in Trillia. Wow. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> We will say, for, we, like, what the, does the judge say? Like, when he comes back come this time, like, dude. Uh. <laughs> Again, for the for the the levels of um, sex offending, do they hit? Is there is because it's a level, right? Yeah, there's no level four, so he is the worst. He's a so level three. But he came out as a level three, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They might need a level four. I mean, we had him in court in 2019 for that conviction as well. So it's easy to find art of the guy now. Um, <laughs> we we have plenty of photos. <laughs> Jesus. Thankfully, all shoulders up. Uh, Thank, yeah. God. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. You look Honestly. at the picture of this guy in court, and you know what he's thinking. He's just like, yeah, I could do this. I could do it in here. <laughs> <laughs> just what a broken person. Work for these cuffs, I could reach my belt. And... Yeah. Anyway, uh, next news item. Who are the gray shirts? Team Rubicon deploys volunteers to help with Lewis and Thurston County flood response. I read the headline and thought you were writing about a vigilante group or military or something. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, but no, it's a non-governmental volunteer group that focuses on disaster response and humanitarian crisis assistance made up mostly of veterans. Veterans and uh, former law enforcement. Yeah. So they had about 30 volunteers in the Twin Cities in Rochester over the weekend and said people were pretty nice and it looks like they did some good work. Yeah, you can read more about them. Uh, Isabel and Jared went out with them to the Adna area. There was a family on Ceres Hill Road, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and they got flooded out pretty bad. And yeah, these team Rubicon guys, uh, th I mean, they, they mean serious business. They're really nice and everything, but um, from what we've heard and what we've seen, they show up and they just get right to work. And they've got specialties, you know, like a little electrician work, uh, mm -hmm. carpentry, things like that. And they just get the job done. 
Yeah, it sounds like they've kind of got that that military mindset, talking about uh, deployments and things like that. So they're you know pretty efficient. It sounds like. Yeah, they're like leader. Um, I don't have his name in front of me, but he's he's the incident commander. Um, yeah. And so he kind of sends everybody around. I know they did some work at the um, Shahil's apartments as well. So it's not set at one place. They're just trying to go wherever they can. And in fact, in the story we have up today, um, they're talking a bit. They think there's a lot of people out there that took on damage that aren't reporting it, and so they're encouraging people to report it. Yeah. It's that do it yourself uh feeling, I think. Yeah, I had a I don't know if you guys had one of these stop by. There was a Red Cross guy stopped by on Thursday or Friday, the house when I was home and just checking in to see if uh everything was okay, there'd been any flood damage or anything and yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so they said three houses in Austin, Australia, which still shocks me because I thought for sure there would have been at least four or five just on my road. And yeah, I felt like you could see more like just driving out to the watch. So I'm I'm dubbing this flood the doorstep flood. That's how it will be remembered by everyone. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you on that. Your house, your road alone. Oh, yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Your road alone, the water came up to my waist. I'm yeah. not a very tall guy, it, but it was still up to my waist. Yeah. yeah. You can see the marks right on the side of the house. So it's, uh, yeah, great house. Anybody wants to buy it? <laughs> 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 uh, Nothing wrong with it. Never been wet, dry as bone. We <laughs> <laughs> should jack it up. <laughs> I should. I should just like so I can see your house from mine. Yeah, put a like tower at the top. Yeah, add like an observatory. Deck. Oh, yes, <laughs> I like it. I've been trying to get Aaron to do that to his place for years. I have all sorts of good ideas like for to. your place. Yeah, I should. Uh, next item: Centralia man accused of killing three pigs with truck in October. He faces animal cruelty charges. So this is a gentleman named Hilario Torres, sixty-one, who is reportedly attempting to round up his pigs, chickens cows and goats on October 11th but when the cows and pigs repeatedly escaped Torres tried to herd the animals with his truck the pigs wouldn't stay in a makeshift pen so he reportedly became upset and ran the pigs over multiple times according to a statement from a neighbor who reportedly witnessed this incident and are we sure this isn't a certain former uh, part-time sports writer that uh, oh. issued a fake name? He, I, he had pigs. I, I don't think it's going to be I don't, I don't think it is. It, I mean, I believe that the story though if you you switched him in. I, yeah, it could happen. <laughs> uh, Torres then allegedly went back to his remaining animals and beat the animals before going back and sitting in his truck. Um, guys, I got to say, we've got a lot of literary experts among our commenters that are quick to shout, this is our Orwellian future. Every time someone asks them to wear a mask or like, you know, cut down on racial slurs, things like that. And yet, George Orwell's second most famous novel starts with pigs leading a revolt about against an unjust farmer and not a damn word from the commenters. Their silence speaks volumes and also don't run over your own pigs. Like, yeah, yeah that mean, was You awful. can kill them, but like, not like that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. No, I think there's slaughter them the old fashioned way. I think they came back, the, the deputy didn't go till the next day and the pigs were still just laying there. So it wasn't even going to, I mean, they, they weren't going to make use of the meat or anything. Sounds like. Yeah, that's sad. That was uh, one of two did, uh, un- unrelated uh, animal cruelty charges on local farms this week because we also had a Chehalis farrier. Um, horse, horse guy. Mm-hmm, who apparently got frustrated with a horse and clocked it with, a, I think, a hooving hammer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know horses very well, so I'm probably... Anyways, that was, that was also this week. Um, and then the Seattle Times had a story about a guy just up and shot an 11-year-old girl's dog. <laughs> like, because oh, instead it attacked his when it didn't. Yeah. Um, and the Seattle Times noted there's been a sharp increase in animal cruelty over the past like year, two years during the pandemic. Throw it in with our rash of crimes. Uh huh. Yeah. Throw it in. 
Um, yeah, the, the animal cruelty and taking her pants off when you shouldn't. That's what we've got going on these days. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's see. Next item. Man arrested for allegedly wielding knife, threatening Centralia Bar employee. 28-year-old Seattle man was arrested Friday after allegedly threatening to stab a Centralia Bar employee who asked him to leave. This is Donovan Spillers. He was booked into Lewis County Jail for first-degree assault, uh, as well as providing false info. And uh, let's see. Multiple warrants out of King County. And do we know? It was the hub. It was the hub? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was being um, my firsthand, or not, I guess secondhand knowledge is he was being pretty menacing at other bars that night as well. Yeah. Um, he walked into one, sat down and like made some joking comment about robbing the place and reached for an item, assuming it's this knife. But anyways, he got kicked out of that particular establishment. And probably a good thing he's in uh, jail. We don't need another stabbing. We've already had our quota for the year. Yeah, we do not need It's only January. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of knife it's play going January. on. January. Uh, next item, county looking for planning commission members. You guys, uh, I feel like this could be the start of Franklin's political career. Yeah. The planning commission is looking to fill three vacancies on a seven person board after the county commissioners approved an extension of the deadline until 3 PM on Thursday, November 27th. They want one person in commissioner district one, which is, which one's one? Centralia, like Centralia and surrounding area. All right. One in commissioner district three and that's East Lewis County. Mm -hmm. And someone to fill an at-large position, which could be anybody, Ooh. Franklin. Uh, Do we all rock, paper, scissors for that seat? Uh, yeah. I yes. think you should take it, Franklin, and you can tell us what the county is always planning on us. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, um, more like plotting. That's what I mean. Yeah. Should it be the plotting commission? Yeah. It's <laughs> scheming commission. <laughs> uh, they serve. I wouldn't even be mad if I found out the county had a secret scheming commission. <laughs> Just crack me up. <laughs> we weren't invited. They published like the minutes. <laughs> um, so they serve four-year terms and they meet twice a month. Meetings are generally held at 6 p.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. And they've mostly been online on Zoom. So if you want to join the planning commission, you know, get out there. Um, I was thinking of applying, but they wouldn't even call me back about the uh, park ranger. Yeah, they obviously <laughs> so didn't I, want you to <laughs> run the park, man. Like, oh, they don't want me unlocking that park, so they probably don't want me planning anything. It's this guy again. I'm like, uh, get out of here. Uh, let's see. We got Miss Lewis County Scholarship Pageant. Uh, it's back. Oh, it's back, let's baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, who's on the... Do we know who the judges are? No, judges? you always ask because no. you want to be a judge. We tried. I, I thought it'd be funny. Let's yeah. do our own thing. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's judge the judges here. I, I really thought you were going to take that in a different direction. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> um, so the candidates are Taylor, Taylor Dershide, Taylor Trodal, Elena Brindle, Mara Soto, and Brianna Roscu. Uh, it's scheduled to be held at Corbett Theater at CC on Saturday, November 5th. And I'm sure we will have profiles and things of each of the candidates coming soon. Yeah, sure. Should we ro- roll off their names or did you already do that? I already Sorry, did that. I wasn't there. A couple of Taylors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I'm glad it's back. Uh, twice as many Taylors as this podcast. Wow. There's a lot of Taylors. Yeah, there are a lot of Taylors out there. They're rocking it as their first name. That's Did unique. you think about That's naming unique. your daughter Taylor? Taylor Taylor. Taylor Taylor. Hey, twice as lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I was just told today yes. that you can go, you can compete for Miss Lewis County up to the age of like 26. Oh my goodness. So long as you follow some other requirements as well. I don't believe you can live with a man outside of marriage. Um, yeah, there was one that won, what, five, six years ago that was like working at Centralia High School. Yeah, I can't that's right. But yeah. That's awesome. March 5th, are we going? Uh, sure. If you get another thing, we all say we're going to go to. And <laughs> this one's actually peak interest of mine. 
I, I bet it is. He, he's a real, real into pageantry. I'm a pageant yeah. guy. <laughs> a big pageant I'm guy. I'm a pageant guy. Um, and our last news item before we jump into some other stuff. After 10 years, Alicia Fox leaving Centralia Chehalis Chamber of Commerce. She's the longest serving executive director they've had. And they announced this Friday. The board of directors wrote it's grateful for Fox's, quote, dedication to the chamber and the entire business community and that her leadership and expertise over the last decade was appreciated and will be missed. Uh, they'll start looking for a new executive director soon. They have a search committee, and the position will be posted online. And once again, Franklin. This one's all Aaron, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know yes. somebody that could be better for this. Uh, there's nothing I'm better at than going into a room full of strangers and talking to them. I could see it. No. You I, make short work of this podcast. I, yeah. I want to say that I've enjoyed working with uh, Alicia over the years. I'm excited to see what she does next. A um, lot that I admire about her, but one thing is she is very courageous, um, brave, and isn't afraid to like approach tough issues in the community, which is something some might say the chamber shouldn't be, but I think specifically to like the Home Rule Charter um, and getting that on the ballot and the chamber taking a leadership role there back in 2017, 18. Um, and uh, yeah, she'll be missed. I hope she. I hope she finds some other, you know, local public position. Yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. Good luck, uh, Franklin. Yeah, I've been on in a while. How's how's well? Actually, you know what, Schwartz, you're you're looking for a, a house <laughs> on a hill, correct? Uh, yeah, or stilts. That would work too. Uh, what what else would you possibly like a houseboat uh, <laughs> with, with some kind of a lookout tower? Uh, yeah, so you, you know, can see that floodwater coming. Something that puts me a little bit higher above the old skook, if you know what I mean. I think, you know, when you find this house, I'm sure there are plenty of fine local realtors that can help you out. But when you find it, what what are you going to do? You're just going to hit up Franklin and be like, hey, man, you got some, got to borrow some, some bucks? You I know, I literally, bucks. even after, you know, taking part in this podcast, um, I have no idea what I would do. I'm scared just thinking about getting to that point in the process. Boy, do I have information for so you. So much anxiety. <laughs> You need to call Summit Funding. <laughs> what? They're the home loan experts. Talk to our boy, Jason Gillespie. He'll hook you up with everything you need, and he'll even explain the process. He'll be like, yeah, the house needs to be taller. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call Jason with Summit Funding, 330-4037. This is his office number, 205-4099. That's his fax. Of course, you can email him, Gillespie Team. G-I-L-L-I-S-P-I-E team at summitfunding.net. And you can stop by his office, 1616 South Gold Street in Centralia. And, you know, maybe maybe you can't get that that extra bit of cash from from Franklin or whoever. Uh, Franklin? Just, just, backing just, out? Just, yeah, just, <laughs> no, I'm all right, man. Just throw down code, new, code news dump. Because Jason will definitely ask you, like, hey, do you have a promo code? <laughs> 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 You'll get fifty percent off your first house. Oh, what a deal! Best what deal a, in podcasting. You, you know, you, you won't people, need any help. Mm-mm. No, not with those prices. You'll be fine. Uh, Tales from the Takes page. Because I don't. I've only got one thing on there. I'm sure you've got something else you want to add. Yeah, I've got a few things I could throw out there. All right, I'll start with this letter to the editor. How long before another devastating flood due to inaction? Written by a former state lawmaker, which is like I was delighted to get the Gary I, Alexander. I haven't heard from him in years. Yeah, I was. It was cool to see it in there. But a former state lawmaker being like, "Why doesn't anybody do anything?" It's like, what were you doing? I think he outlined <laughs> some things that he did. I disagree with his uh, 
premise, I guess. I, I enjoyed seeing his writing, but I think there's been a lot done on the ground. Um, and I think there's a reason that this last flood was not as devastating as some past ones. Like, um, like just take Bucota, for instance. Drive down by the river and see how many of those houses are jacked, you know, yeah. way up off the ground, elevated. Same thing in Centralia. Those are all houses that would have been hit hard during this last flood. And mm-hmm. Now they're not. So it shows the value, I think, over time of what's happened. And then you've got the Office of the Shales Basin, too. So you can take the dam out of it because that seems to be the most controversial piece. Um, and I just think all the projects that are ongoing, the, the small ones here and there, you know, the levee buildups. And I think I think things have been done. Um, I still think, uh, you know, just... Add a few more feet on the Skook Dam out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> old man, parting gift for old, old man Transalta's property again oh, <laughs> with his coal right in front of you. I don't think I he's know. missed a podcast. I, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, um, we will have finally, like, on the day somebody writes in Old Man Transalta on an official ballot, that's when we will know we've made it. Well. Or Jasic says, hey, somebody's actually trying to get 50% off a house right now. <laughs> yeah, you assholes. <laughs> uh, more tales from the takes. Brian Mitke, I alluded to this last week, but uh, he was on CNN with his uh, January lights movement. My lights remain bright on Wanch Prairie. I don't know about your guys's, but I, I have I'm done nothing for my lights. <laughs> my lights are up and going. <laughs> my <laughs> lights remain not hung up. Uh, so he ended up on CNN, which I thought was cool. He had to put a disclaimer in there that was like, look, I know you don't like their political reporting, but this is different. <laughs> I like he put that, and that was the quote on Facebook, and all the comments were like, actually, CNN's trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have used something different when I posted that on Facebook. But um, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I don't know. Um, when they first messaged Brian, and CNN, they actually sent him a link from Yelm Online, our sister paper, so they might have heard about it from there because we've we run Brian's columns across the CT Publishing Kingdom when we can. Uh-huh. So I thought that was kind of cool, worth checking out. He's got a link, link in there if you want to watch it. Um, we had a guest editorial from uh, Congresswoman Jamie Herrera-Butler, which was interesting to me because it was specific to um, our readership. Mm-hmm. She led off with a few recent headlines, uh, ATM explosion, 12-year-old, also a uh, man killed in stabbing, um, man accused of attacking grocery store, and then just, you know, tried to say, pretty much said crime's out of control and we need to fix it in D.C. and Olympia, which I know Aaron and I could disagree on that for days, but I appreciated the Chronicle-specific <laughs> op-ed, personally. Um, maybe she's just... <laughs> I feel like she's just been reading the Chronicle like, Jesus, look at this crime. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we got a blown up ATM one day. We got a pantsless stabber the next. We're the reason she doesn't make it up very often. She <laughs> <laughs> shows up at a town hall and somebody shows up pantsless and oh, man. then they steal her catalytic converter. <laughs> Why would she's I like, come here? Okay, it's a little too far now. Yeah. Hasn't uh, been a north of GC's truck stop and six months <laughs> she saw spiffies and turned around she's like this is far enough <laughs> some bullshit uh, she also wrote a letter to the editor which uh, we also think fit the tales of the takes page um, in which another thing we don't see very often is a you know a congressperson responding to newspaper coverage um, but she was responding to a Colombian article that we ran um, that was kind of critical of her a mailer she sent out about also about police violence it's a, mm. a big one for her um so i thought that was interesting and then in today's uh there's other interesting letters but um i got one today it hasn't been published yet from ll howard down in winlock and you won't believe what she's upset about Uh oh what the the comment section it's still gone oh (laughs) man 
I don't think we can bring it back, like liability wise. I just I don't do you, think I, I don't just, think it can come. Back. I don't think we can do hot. it. Yeah, we have, we have the Facebook comments. It wasn't even the takes that were too hot. You know, it was more like the pornographic links and the threats of murder. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was one of those things, and like not many of us were keeping an eye on around here. And then we all went and looked at once, and it was just like, my God. Yep. Are you saying it was representative of Centralia then? Yeah, like <laughs> the very very worst of the hub city. You know, you shut down the comment section, and this crime wave starts. <laughs> Their frustration. I, uh, they can't they were, get it out. They were taking it all out in, you know, in the typed word, and you've destroyed that outlet for them. And now look what's happening. Well, I got to publish this, that letter. This fast, lies though. on your shoulders. They don't, they don't have a release, Eric. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're liable for our comments. Bonk, Franklin. <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, there's more, but uh, I think that's a pretty good way pretty above good your head. Things. Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't understand. Um, <laughs> uh, People's champion of the week. Pretty easy one. Oh, yeah. Winlock yeah. girl who saved siblings and family dog from fire. She got an award. This is Haley Lore, 15-year-old girl from Winlock, was babysitting at home with two of her sisters when she smelled smoke coming from down the hall. So she went to check it out, and the heating system had caught fire, and the flames were getting close to her three-year-old sister. So she rescued her and also her four-year-old sister, and then got them outside and went back in to get the family pug, buddy. She got the Maglite Tough Award for her work, and I she, she also it. like even after that she carried her sisters uh, in the dog through. It was a long ways, and she walked barefoot in the snow to do it. Oh so, man! Like, yeah, tough kid. I'm sure her Real adrenaline was just pumping, but um, man, I mean, I can't even know if I would be that efficient in a fire situation like that. And a 14 year old girl—that's incredible. No, it is incredible. I love that, and I'm glad Maglite decided to give her an award because we didn't get that in the official. You know, when the when the fire hit the house, we did not hear all of the heroics of it. Yeah, um, yeah, great, great work for Haley Lore. Uh, now, Sirens Banger of the Week. Oh boy, yeah, Centralia man a lot here. It's a lot. charged for allegedly shooting at vehicle that drove through flood water. And my first. Uh, Centralia Man is quickly becoming the Florida man of like Lewis County and Western Washington. I disagree. I don't know. I'm yeah, kind of denigrate our good I, people of Centralia. I actually agree with Aaron here. We've had Centralia Man in a lot of headlines. It's our largest like city. Crime. I, it's that Florida's our largest, you know, no, it's not. Armpit. <laughs> Uh, so I'm anyway, I I'm just going to pause here to let you guys both know the only way Florida man became a thing is because they have wide open public record law there. And the so you reason, can always find out what a Florida man did. The only reason Centralia man is becoming such a thing is because of your great work with leading the newsroom. I, you know what? I'll take that <laughs> and let you move on. Uh, the defendant, Jerome Fultz Yeager was arrested January 7th. He was watching a road close sign out in Galvin when there was water over the road. He saw a car going around it and passing another car that was going too slow, well, going slow in the water. I don't know if they're going too slow. So, when he saw the car coming back, he walked out, as one does, with his AR-15, as one does, pointed it at the driver's face for maximum effect. <laughs> and he reportedly yelled at the driver for driving around the barricade, to which the driver replied, uh, Go ahead. Fuck you. What are you going to do? <laughs> Shoot me over this? Fultz Yeager then said, people get shot over less, and as the guy was driving away, he shot at him. He put he just, a bullet in his taillight. Yeah. His justification was that there was no reason for anyone to be there, and he was protecting his house from flood looters. <laughs> That's not a joke, you know? I mean, that does happen. It's not a joke. Uh, yeah. 
I don't, there's no excuse for the, the gun aspect of it. So it feels like by almost reiterating what everybody already knows about not driving through water seems silly. <laughs> like, cause yeah. it would like seem to justify what he did. But um, I do, I mean, you, you drive through flood water and I think a lot of people don't realize like the reason they say slow down isn't even because necessarily they care about what happens to you. It's that you push water into the houses to your right and left. And mm-hmm. if, you know, a doorstep flood is a uh, genius once coined this one, um, it could send it into your front your living room you could so. be house number four you can get shot in the face you could, uh yeah or in the taillight <laughs> you could get shot anyway they put his bail at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. um you know don't uh, look don't walk out to cars that you don't know and shoot at them yeah i don't understand the logic of uh going out to stand by the sign and make sure nobody is driving through because if somebody gets up to that point, they're obviously going to have a decision to make. And then are you just there because you want to point your gun? Yes, that's exactly why he was there. I mean, I, finally. <laughs> give me a reason. Give me a reason. Uh, yeah. That's so tough. anyway, yeah, that's our Centralia man. We should just rename Sirens Banger Centralia Man. I will not week. go along with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still with Aaron on this. stand idly by while you cut down this great city. Um, you guys ready for some Facebook comments? Never am, but let's go for it. Uh, on a story about Maya Angelou appearing on the quarter, the comment, she's probably rolling in her grave seeing our rights being destroyed. R.I.P. Um, I don't think she would feel that way. You don't know. On the farmer running over his own pigs, probably a serial killer. I don't think they commented the same thing on the story of the man firing at a flood driver. Uh, another comment on that one. I think some of you aren't reading the article all the way or something. He ran them over several times. It wasn't just an oops, I hit three of my pigs. He purposely ran them over repeatedly. You didn't put the best one on here. To which I say, commenters not reading the article all the way. That's impossible. <laughs> there was one on there, and I, I'm going to get it messed up. It, it made me laugh, and I feel bad that it made me laugh, but it said something to the effect of, I heard he only hit two pigs, but turned around and hit the other one because he was afraid he would squeal. <laughs> <laughs> It's an awful crime, all right? It's an awful crime. But I don't know. You got to see the light. Uh, This was on the picture of a 1956 Little League baseball team. Gosh, everyone in this picture looks so happy and healthy. Haven't seen that kind of look in a very long time. It's like, look, this is 1956. All those kids lit up Lucky Strike seconds after the picture was taken and then went home for like a steak milkshake. (laughs) Yeah, we've uh, refired up our old photos, though. Elizabeth Hill, she's our archivist. I think I don't know what her official title is. I like archivist. Archivist. I I like seeing those old black and white photos. I will say, they probably probably drink out of the garden hose. That's why they're so happy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, get the nutrients. They got to wash the smoke out of their mouth before they go home, yeah. (laughs) Um, And on the old wiener wagger being back up to his old tricks, the comment was, many of the repeat offenders prefer the guarantee of three meals and roof over their heads to freedom of having to earn their way. Bums. Uh, I don't think, like, lack of work ethic is this guy's main issue. <laughs> Does not seem like uh, it. But, yeah, lady, I'm sure this is a coordinated plan to get back into jail. I hate to say it. It seems like he actually has a decent work ethic. I, yeah, he, I don't. Well, it, yeah. He works hard. And He's persistent. He's persistent. He that, that was the word I was looking for. Criminally uh, insane might be another way word for it. Yes. Yeah, the guy's clearly not well. Like, just put him away where he doesn't. That's what I think McNeil Island is the special offenders prison out and put him out there. Yeah. It feels like, you know, he had several chances. I mean, if you're not going to put this guy out there, why have McNeil Island? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what's, uh, what's coming up in the Tuesday edition? 
Uh, well, we just sent that bad boy out a little while ago. Spoil we, it for me. Uh, yeah, we have uh, hundreds of volunteers came together to clean up after flooding at Fort Boris Park. I saw between 200 and 300 signed in, I think, um, and then many more that didn't sign in just showed up to help to work. So that was pretty cool seeing photos of that um, from various people. Uh, we have John Braun is uh, decrying uh, proposed legislation um, that he says would reduce in-class instruction by a full day. Um, we're not exactly clear on that yet. That was the statement that they put out. Um, we'll do some follow-up, but it's also about trying to codify remote learning as counting towards your school, like mm-hmm. getting that into the state law. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure the Republicans aren't going to want that to be like standard. Um, let's see, anything else here? There's, a, there's other stuff in here. Let's pick up the paper. Uh, there's probably some sports stuff in there too. Yeah, yeah. There's some sports stuff in there. A lot of a lot of C2BL boys basketball. Mm-hmm. Big stuff happening there. Uh, uh, I saw Brooklyn loses eight three pointers, broke an ad in a school record. Yeah, and that went up this cool. afternoon. Uh, Tigers get four champions at King and Queen of the Hill wrestling meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, Anything from the Centralia Police softball team? No, got Not nothing. Yet. Not yet. Um, anything uh, else we want to mention before we close this bad boy out? Uh, thank you to all our new listeners via Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you and Chad worked very hard, Aaron. Yeah, Chad and I were getting after it. We got that fixed. Yeah, yeah, that should, uh, that should be good. And then Schwartz went in and deleted it all. And well, you know. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. I have, you know, a very scientific method of scheduling things out, and I just thought that somebody accidentally posted a bunch of stuff. No one told me it was coming. Okay. <laughs> wow. You should. Um, just a final fair, note fair to share with the, the readers what I shared with you guys. We do have the results to the Lewis County survey, the what do you want to do with these millions of money from the federal government. Mm-hmm. And at least one person noted that they heard about the survey from the news dump. So thank you to that person. I, I, I wonder if my comments were taken. I took the survey. Oh, good. I didn't put news dump. I put the Chronicle. Oh, well, that's it's fine. Half point. Well, I didn't hear about it on news dump. I told people about it on news dump. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm not going to lie on a survey. Fair enough. Oh, well, geez. I take community development very, very seriously. Um, All right. With that, we're going to close it out. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Newstop. Newstop.